You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, welcome back, everybody. Minder Talk is live along with Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bradis. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency with seven locations across El Paso from the west side of Fabens. Trust the local insurance experts at the Oscar Arieta Agency for all your home, auto, life, or commercial insurance needs. I trust Oscar Arieta Agency with my insurance needs myself. I bundled my home and my recently purchased uh, vehicle as well um, and uh, bundle and save with the Oscar Arieta Agency. That's what it's all about. Uh, UTEP with a dominant performance tonight. I think um, let's just... Let's say what it's on everybody's mind. UTEP did what they needed to do tonight. They took care of business in the best way possible with the 20-point victory. There were a couple blemishes here and there, but for the most part, the Miners dominated tonight against FIU, and now everybody's eyes are set. It's a Saturday night showdown. It is a Florida Atlantic team that has won 16 straight games going up against UTEP, which has now won back-to-back for the first time in about a month. Uh, First time UTEP's won back-to-back in Conference USA thus far. And it kind of feels like things are kind of turning the corner for the Miners, Sal. I mean, they were pretty much at a low point, right, with uh, that loss to Rice. And even in that loss to Rice, 83-82, which happened last weekend, I felt like the Miners showed a lot of growth. I mean, uh, it was Tay Hardy's late two free throws that sent the the Miners ahead of the Owls in that game. And I know the floater went in, and I know the Owls won in that game. But you look at how the Miners have played during these last four games. Um, This is how I I think a lot of Miner fans expected this group to play. And I, I think it was right after that loss to La Tech that uh, UTEP really started to turn the corner in a significant way and now maybe things are starting to get uh, on the right track for this team which has kind of looked desperately to try to close out games in favor of them and look to close out things off right uh, just for them to gain some confidence here as they had a tough start to Conference USA play. Yeah, and and good points there, uh, Adrian. Another thing too is um, right before right the minor talk, right right after um, the La Tech game where the miners lost by two, we talked about the three games after that, and um, you know that yeah, going two and one is a must in order to kind of get things you know heading in the right direction, and they did that. They, they did, did that, that albeit a, a floater uh, preventing them from being three and zero in that stretch. Uh, but Rice is no no gimmick this year. I, I was a bit wrong about them. They beat North Texas at the Super Pit tonight, yep. um, pretty pretty handily so as well. Score is a lot closer than the game really was, but nonetheless, though going two and one in the stretch where um, now you're starting to to turn that tide in Conference USA. Finally, five hundred. Uh, you know, team uh, people would say, well, they should be better than that. Of course, but. You can say that about any team. However, these last three games or so, they've they've exhibited better offense than they normally do. They've seen a bit more in control, even in the game against um, Rice, albeit you want it to be a defensive um, type of game. Um, This is something that the Miners can really start to build off of. And after that three-game stretch where they went 2-1, and now they're starting it off 1-0. So if we want to break it down like that, we could do it. But um, going against Florida Atlantic, I think they're playing better basketball than they have been, you know, at at spurts throughout the season. So it's a good thing that they're going into a game against – one of the better teams in the nation right now um, playing some of their best basketball so far this season. Yeah, I mean, Florida Atlantic is the best team in Conference USA right now. As we mentioned, 16 straight victories for the Owls. They are ranked 24th in the country. The last time UTEP beat a ranked opponent uh, at home, Saturday, February 17th, 2001, Mm -hmm. uh, Fresno State came to town. They were ranked uh, top 25 in the country, and the Miners knocked them off in a uh, dominating fashion. 80 to 61. So, this has been a long time coming for minor fans. Minor fans are on this show all the time, whether it's minor talk or it's sports talk, and they're always asking, when will UTEP play a quality opponent? When can UTEP, when can we actually see better teams come into the Haskins Center and play the minors? Well, this is the opportunity right here. It's a top 25 opponent. It's a team that could be playing in March when it comes to the NCAA tournament. And uh, the way that the minors are playing right now during this stretch, during the 
the small three-game sample size that we've seen over the past two weeks. Um, I like it. I really do. I think that things have kind of turned in favor for the Miners. They had really bad luck um, at some points in this game, uh, in this season. And, you know, like a lot of our callers have said in, in, um, in Miner Talks past, you kind of create your, your luck. You put yourself yep. in situations to either win or lose games. And for the Miners, I felt like um, before the UTSA game, you look at the Kent State, UAB, Rice, La Tech stretch. In those games right there, Miners did not put themselves in positions to win those games. I would say that Kent State and UAB, they outplayed better opponents, yet they still faltered in the end. And Rice came into town and they beat UTEP in a significant way. So um, I would just say for going into uh, an FAU game like this um, uh, that they have upcoming this weekend on Saturday it's an ultimate opportunity it's the ultimate opportunity for the miners uh, to come out show everybody and prove everybody that they even though they started off a little sluggish in conference USA they can still compete against the best of them and I think we've seen that in spurts against mm-hmm. some of the better teams like UAB but uh now they have a chance to get over that losing hump uh, in late game situations and maybe even upset the owls how crazy would that be Sal it, it would be a, a huge huge win uh this season that's for sure and and as far as competing goes as far as them playing up to the level of of top tier competition they can do do that it's just a matter of sealing that deal so great opportunity on Saturday they're playing some of their best basketball this year and and it's well balanced too I mean sure it's easy to say this after a, a dominating win but would you rather go into a big game um, such as uh, Florida Atlantic after dominating your last opponent or do you want to get your your face kicked in and then have to retaliate no yeah it's all about building that consistency so they're stepping in the right direction a two-game winning streak Florida Atlantic, uh, I looked it up, it's 17. They, they made it 17 wow, straight tonight, tonight against the UTSA, uh, and I understand that game for sure, but um, still, though, you want to play some of your best basketball and feel as, um, what's the word I'm thinking of, like as, as fluid and, and have as much chemistry as possible. The, I still don't think they're there yet. There's a, still a lot of basketball to be played, that's for sure, but it's a step in the right direction. It really is, Sal. I agree with you completely. Uh, we're going to open up the telephone lines right now in case people want to talk about this one. I think similar to how fans were between the Rice game and the Charlotte game, I think fans are going to be in a wait-and-see approach tonight after uh, this victory. Everybody's holding their breath until Saturday, but we would love to hear from the UTEP fans tonight. Do you feel like things have changed for this team? 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number to get into Minor Talk. You could also tweet the show 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. That's 600 ESPN El Paso so on Twitter. Uh, just pinging around a couple players specifically tonight. Love the performance from Shamar Givens. Another double-double. 15 points, 10 assists. Sal, he's playing his best basketball right now. He just simply is. He is playing outstanding ball, and uh, I love how he's getting everybody involved. Yeah, and, and it's well-rounded, too. It's uh, it's meaningful minutes. It's not just somebody who's going out there to be a leader um, you know, and be vocal. No, this is a guy who's Who's getting it done in a variety, um, you know, of of areas being on the court, whether it be stats wise, leadership, his presence is felt, and we're kind of waiting for somebody to emerge as like that. I don't want to say that go to guy because I still think um, Mario was that guy on offense. Um, I know he went three for uh, for twelve tonight, but with um, with Shamar though, there's that that commanding presence that they need from somebody, yeah. and uh, he's been doing that a large part of this season. Yeah, I, I agree completely with that, Sal. I feel like with Givens, it, it took it did take some time though. I, I feel like fans were totally off of Shamar Givens early on into the season. In fact, after the DePaul game, you could even look at after that Kent State loss. UTEP fans were really hammering Shamar Givens, and they wanted more from the uh, the uh, graduate transfer point guard that the Miners had. And I don't know um, what really flipped with him, but over the past month plus, he's just been playing some excellent, 
excellent basketball, uh, and I've just been very impressed by Shamar Givens. Uh, Sal, I called it earlier into the season my Shamar Givens coin. <laughs> um, I said he would be the guy I put my stock into on this team. A lot of fans were very um, you know, harsh on me. They, they like I've been associated with Shamar Givens, and uh, now I keep getting stopped and saying, "Hey, uh, I'm glad you you uh, you stuck with Shamar Givens for the long haul." You know, look at how things have turned around. I could take a victory lap right now, Sal. Uh, I, I feel <laughs> proud. I feel good about myself. You know what? If we want to, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm just kidding. If if we want to do some, uh, I guess like a budget analysis or a, or a yes. recap. Fourth quarter stock was down. Oh, big time. First quarter. Uh, that's fourth quarter 22, but first quarter 2023, you know, you're starting to see that trajectory go up week in and week out. And we couldn't tell um, what it was on Monday. We, it, And this is purely a joke, but we couldn't tell what it was on Monday because uh, the banks were closed. However, they played. So the following <laughs> day, we got to see that stock rise. And then today, um, you know, is another good uh, indicator of that. So. It's crazy because they'll play on another day. The market's closed, which is Saturday, but you can still go see him play. Okay, I like that, Sal. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, for Shamar Givens, he is somebody who has really stepped up as a leader with this team, and uh, I think minor fans are understanding really what he brings to the table, playing elite defense and really helping out in scoring efforts as well. Uh, some of the other players I like tonight, Zarek Onyema, how about him tonight? Uh, fights for minutes, really. I mean, he is just uh, going back and forth with head coach Joe Golding on the on the bench, and uh, he vies he fights for those minutes late in the game and he plays uh really hard on defense to uh, earn him more minutes down the line so like the performance by him liked uh, what we saw from uh Otis Frazier the third six for six from the floor in terms of shooting uh although he was three for five from the charity stripe he grabbed the most rebounds of the team six rebounds which is very good for the minors moving forward remember um for this team who might go small moving forward they need Otis Frazier to rebound at a very high level, and that could be uh, something very critical for this team moving forward. Defensively, Otis Frazier with four steals? I mean, he killed it today. I was very impressed by his his performance in this one. Uh, Jamari Sibley, he's had quiet games. We've uh, hammered him at times. We've been hard on him, but he had a nice performance. I thought he brought a lot to the table, and he's kind of this... Um, now, Jamari Sibley has grown into this new role where he is now like a 7th, 8th man coming off the bench, and he kind of scores unexpectedly, which really helps the minors uh, in in stretches. So when Sibley is giving you 5-plus points off the bench, as weird as that sounds... That's very critical for this team. So a lot of balance on this uh, throughout this game. I want to hear from the fans. 915-505-6009. Has UTEP turned the corner? Are you holding your breath? Are you holding uh, and, and tempering all your expectations until you see what, you, uh, what, what happens on Saturday against the ranked Florida Atlantic Owls? Give us a call. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. We will bring you our Win Supply El Paso hot hand of the game later on. On in the show, we'll also give out our award for our player of the game, which is brought to you by Keith Southwest. Uh, let's go on the phone lines right now. Our telephone number 915 505 6009. Com is joining us first on the show. Com, good evening. What's going on? Good evening. Uh, yes, they have turned, they have made the turn, I believe. Um, you know, this team, when I saw them against UTSA, uh, they were getting destroyed in the first five to seven minutes of the game. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is a repeat of what I saw up at uh, up in the Pan Am Center against NMSU. Sure. And then something happened. I don't know. I don't know if it was Golding said something to them in the, uh, in the huddle and the timeout or what have you. And the team has been different since, in my opinion. And I'll tell you, the Rice game – was a heck of a game. Now, the problem with the Rice game is they allowed Rice to put up, what, 83 points. Yeah, so, you can't go into a shootout with anybody. That's a great point you bring up, Com, because uh, if you're UTEP right now, you want an ugly game. If you're scoring 81 points, well, you better make sure that that margin, uh, that scoring margin or that margin of victory on your side is above 10 points because you do not want to get into a shootout with anybody. I completely agree with what you're saying there. Yeah, the, it comes down to the defense. Um, I was saying on the last time I called in after the uh, after the Rice game is that 
you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe they hopefully they watch some video. But, I mean, if you want to watch how to play defense, look at the Texas Tech team that went to the national championship in, what, 2019 or 2020 when they lost to Virginia in overtime. That was the team that knew how to play defense. That's all you. That's all they have to do with Givens. And look at look at Frazier. Frazier had 15 points tonight. Um, you know, so the, there's a lot of firepower in this team that's going to continue to emerge. Um, but the athleticism that this team possesses, uh, Golding is getting it. He's 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 starting to take advantage of it. He's starting to get these guys to play together, but he's starting to extract their talent. So, I think uh, I think Florida Atlantic's they're in trouble. Coming into coming into the dawn, awesome, good stuff, Com. Hey, great phone call. Really appreciate it. Well put and well said. Uh, love the phone call. Be sure to give us a call uh, moving forward here on the show as well. Let's keep it moving. Let's go to Milkman next on the program. Our telephone number is nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. We've got two lines available. Uh, the mi- minor talk continues here, presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. Milkman, good evening. What's going on, my friend? Hey, what's going on? Uh, so that that was a impressive performance by Shamar Gibbons. That was, I I got to tell you, I I think that guy is. Both myself and my dad were were watching tonight, and that guy is something else. I'm really impressed with him, and he's been he's been doing it the last several games, and uh, I I was really impressed with what I saw there. Um, but but I am with you. Um, I feel like they've turned a corner. Now, I I remember I I tweeted you guys after the UTS. UTSA game, yep. saying that it felt it felt like they were turning the corner. Now they did have that stumble at Rice, but they certainly showed the heart at Rice that it, they they should have won that game too. But I, it does feel different, and I definitely I'm with you. It feels like they have turned a corner. Um, so I got to say to whoever is listening right now in El Paso, uh, judging from the the small crowd that was there, uh, it may not be a lot, but I hope whoever's <laughs> listening. Tell your neighbors, tell your friends, get out on Saturday because you wanted to see good competition. We got a ranked team coming in, and the Miners can beat them. There's no doubt in my mind that the Miners can beat them, but they need the crowd support. So everybody get out and support the Miners on Saturday. I'm telling you, if they play like they played tonight in the last few games, they'll, they definitely have a shot to beat them. Hey, great call, Milkman. I appreciate it, and uh, thanks for weighing in on the show. I thought it was an excellent matchup uh, tonight, and hey, we'll see if El Paso shows up tonight. 36-48, that was the crowd. That was the announced attendance on a Thursday night matchup. I get it. It's a school night. It's Florida International. But Saturday, no excuse. It's a ranked opponent coming into town. It's the Miners who are, you know, who have now won back to back. They need to kind of rally here at the kind of midway point of Conference USA hoops, yeah. maybe uh, approaching the midway point of, of CUSA hoops. But point is, playing the best team in this league, uh, they are going to need as much crowd support as they can get on Saturday. It's got to be a lot more than thirty six hundred fans. Yeah, and and here's another thing too as well. Cowboys Niners don't play until Sunday. There you go, <laughs> Sal. Good stuff. It's El Paso Prime I'm very time, proud of you for saying 7 that. 7 o'clock. I mean, what what are you doing if you're not going to be there? I'm a hypocrite. I, I can't be there. That's because I'm going to be here, though, listening no, you're, to it, you're literally it out. engineering us. <laughs> and and get, you're, put, you're part of the show, Sal. So like you're, I, you're, you're part of the, the, the game. Yeah, so that's the only reason I don't go <laughs> is because I'm here. Otherwise, you know I'd be there. But, of course. Uh, always happy to be here either way. But, yeah, there's... Aside from me, there's literally no excuse. Not to go. <laughs> I love it. Hey, our telephone number nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. The Miners have won back to back. They host number twenty four Florida Atlantic on Saturday. If you want to talk about it with us, give us a call. Do you think the Miners have turned the corner? And if not, if you if you still need to see more, I would love to know what that is, and I'd love to hear from some of the listeners here out there. Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Okay. A lot of tweets to get to. Let's go for it. Uh, CK Milestone Photo. Miners have shown major improvements in the last two games. This is a turning point game. Look for UTEP to go on a winning streak. They needed confidence, and they needed a confidence booster, and they grabbed one today. Mark my words, UTEP will go on a winning run. They will beat Florida Atlantic on Saturday. This team is turning the corner. The Charlotte game was the turning point. Look to this team to be dangerous come March. They have the confidence. 
that they needed. Hashtag minor talk, hashtag UTEP basketball. Okay, I wouldn't go as far as to say, you know, March and, uh, hey, you know, be wear- you know, be worried about this team in March already. Uh, we're t- we're um, barely here at, uh, crossing the midway point or about to cross the midway point of Conference USA action. So I still need to see a little bit more from UTEP's basketball team, and I want to see them continue on a, on a winning streak before we can uh, rush to judgment there. But you know what? I- I've been saying this since uh, pretty much conference play has started. UTEP needs to find where they are in conference USA play. And when they had lost those four games in a row, they just dropped that game to La Tech and fell to 8-7, and 1-3 and three in conference USA. I was thinking to myself, is this team a year away? Is it? Are we? Did we have too many, too high of expectations going into this year, knowing that last year's team won twenty games uh, off a really talented roster? So I was thinking to myself, after UTEP lost four games, could we see a season in which we just simply say they don't have the talent, and we're going to have to wait until they uh, supplement the current talent for better talent next year? But now I kind of see the makings of a an elite defense that is good enough to compete with anybody in Conference USA, and B, a team offensively that is starting to find a better groove and starting to hit those shots that they were not making during that four-game losing stretch. So, Sal, I'll turn it back to you. Your thoughts as as uh, UTEP has won back-to-back here. You know what? I, I think it's a large part of um, of taking better care of the basketball, giving them more chances to score points. That's number one. Um, but number two is they're just uh, they're playing more physical and in, in rebounding and out rebounding and rebounding and out rebounding. That that's kind of been um, been their mantra these last couple of games. Is they're playing bigger. Um, than they than they normally are, if, if that makes any sense. So they're starting to be more aggressive, take up more uh, more spots in the paint, and really own the paint. And I think that's really helped out tremendously because when you look at the defense, we know what they're going to do night in and night out. But instead of allowing second chance points, instead of you know having the other team get extra looks, um, you know for large parts of the game. They're taking up that time of possession more so than before, and while doing that, they're starting to score points. So it's kind of complementing um, each, you know, both sides of the ball. There, I, I think that's the thing: is rebounding and taking better care of the ball. And tonight, Adrian, one of uh, one game, one of the few games that we've seen so far where there's more um, more assist than turnovers. It was Very sixteen true. to fourteen, so that definitely helps out. You still want to see those uh, those turnovers drop down a bit. I think they went on a stretch of like three straight games where they lower the turnovers per. Game game and they went up a little bit in their last game however they win by 20 so I, I don't know if that stat really means anything yeah and I also like the stat where UTEP uh, forces 16 turnovers on the def- defensive yeah. side and then scores 26 off those turnovers so uh, there's the good and the bad I, I totally understand what you're saying there Sal our telephone number 915-505-6009 I think it's going to be a more of a quiet night tonight I think Saturday is going to be the big night we're pretty much getting everybody ready for Saturday right now we'll break this yeah. game down a little bit more. We'll talk a little bit more Florida Atlantic. Uh, I want to get to some storylines that happened in this game, things that we saw off the court and things like that. we got a lot of tweets to still get to as well. If you want to get into the show, this is the perfect time to do it. We've got two lines available, 915-505-6009. Let's, uh, let's do this. We'll take a timeout right now when we come back. More phone calls, and then we'll read all these tweets that are coming our way here as Minor Talk continues, presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency right here on 600 ES. SPN El Paso. All right, welcome back. Minor Talk continues. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. If you want to give us a call, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Let's go over to some tweets to get over to here on the show. Again, UTEP defeats FIU 81-61. Um, this is a huge one right here. Miners have won back-to-back, and they host number 24 Florida Atlantic on Saturday. That's the big one. That's the one we're going to be previewing and we're going to be talking about, and we'll still break down this one in which the Miners won by 20 uh, in a great effort tonight at home. Uh, let's go over to UTEP Zay. Um, he was out at the game as well tonight. Uh, he was taking photos, and he just met with the media and head coach Joe Golding. Uh, the, this is Golding's message to the fans for Saturday's home game against uh, a ranked FAU. Here's the deal. 
Um, we got a top 25 team coming into town, right? Uh, they're really, really good. Great coaching staff. Uh, Dusty's done an incredible job. Their team is stuck together. Uh, they're 18 and one, whatever it is, for a reason. Uh, they're undefeated in conference play. They're really, really good. But we haven't we haven't beaten a top 25 team in El Paso or at the Dawn since 2001, right? And I'm no math major, but that's that's a long time, right? And you hear a lot around town about scheduling and bringing in a point. Well, here we go, right? Saturday night, seven o'clock. Um, we got a chance, right, to pack this place, to get this thing rowdy, to, to bring this thing back to life. We uh, we have a hell of an opportunity, right? Um, and so our players need our fans. I need our fans. Um, we, we need them. We, we need this. We need this thing um, to be loud. We need it to be uh, uh, early. Uh, you know, they, they keep telling all the time, utepminers.com, right? Get tickets, uh, but come on, bring the family. Uh, it's going to be a heck of a game. I know our guys will compete. Uh, we're going to play hard. Uh, but again, we're playing a really, really good team. And when you do this, what makes sometimes a difference is the crowd. And we need everybody to come, be loud, stand up. Uh, this is it. We talked about it in our press conference. Here we go, man. Top 25 team coming to our place. Um, and we need the crowd to rally and, and the crowd to support. How many times can he say it? He said it like 15 times in that entire um, interview. It's a top 25 yep. team. They need everybody out there at the Haskins Center. You, I love it. You know what my favorite part was? He, he, he's in the midst of Florida Atlantic is good, you know, all this yeah. win streak, crowd makes a difference, <laughs> and then he, he, he takes a stop, and he's like, utepminers.com. Visit the <laughs> website, get all the info you need, and, uh, yeah, find out more about tickets as well. Justin's all about it. He, at 1977bread, pack the dawn on Saturday, he writes on Twitter, against a top 25 opponent, hashtag utepbasketball, hashtag minor talk. Let's go to the phones right now. Our telephone number, 915 if you'd like to weigh in on the show. First up is Adrian on the program. Adrian, what's going on? How you doing, Tokayo? Hey, Tokayo, I'm, I'm hanging in. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good, good, man. You're doing well. You're doing well. Uh, <clears throat> it's my first time actually watching a game, uh, not live, but on TV. I actually had to go to, after work, go to uh, – Border City or Ale House to watch the game. Oh, shout out Border City. I love it. Great stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they had the game there going on, and and uh, what's it called? All the rest of the games I watch, uh, well, I listen to it in the radio on, on the way from, uh, back from work because they can't make it to the games, but uh, I'm, I made it a mission to go to this Saturday's game, called up all my, uh, my uh, brother-in-law's, Send them a message. I told them, hey, number 24 ranked in the nation. They're 18 and 1. They go, let's take the families. And awesome. So it's going to be probably 20 deep for with us. We're going to go support the Miners this Saturday. Okay. Hey, good stuff. We'll mark you down. I love it, Adrian. Tokayo, good stuff. Uh, next time you're at Border City Ale House and I'm there, uh, make sure to say hi, all right? That, that'll be a, a lot of fun. We'll be there for Monday Night Football. Yes, sir. Okay, well, uh, what I watched today was I'm like, it's crazy because uh, I woke up, uh, was it Sunday morning or Saturday morning? I don't know this weekend. And, you know, I started making breakfast, turn on the TV, put it on Fox, and Xavier was playing, right? Yeah, Sule Boom. And I see and I see, I see Sole, and I'm like, God damn, this guy is a good player. <laughs> I go, we didn't watch that when he was at UTIP. And I don't know if it's like a mental thing. Because that guy is probably the leader of Xavier. He is. He right? is ag- He is uh, absolutely the leader of Xavier. Uh, Tokayo, I could talk about this all day. I love Sule Boom. I've loved what he's done with Xavier. Yesterday was his poorest game, his worst game as far as shooting. He was 1 of 9, 0 of 3 from beyond the arc. And I was thinking to myself, wow. Xavier fans, for the first time all year, not at one point, but for the first time all year, they got a chance to experience a down Sule Boom game. UTEP fans understand what that is, and um, you know they've been with him through the good games, but they've been with him through the bad ones. And Sule Boom left UTEP as Conference USA's leading scorer, so his mark at UTEP was definitely left uh, he, in, in a positive way, Adrian. I would just say this, uh, Xavier is outstanding. They're so much fun to watch, uh, and it's it's a large part uh, because of Sule Boom and what he provides to that team. You know what? And I'm like, wow, for a coach like Sean Miller to 
give him the basically say, okay, it's going to be your team, and you know what? It, it gives confidence. But I know that UTEP, and I saw I'm watching UTEP today, and these players were fearless. They were going driving in, you know, taking the one on ones, and 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 that's a good thing. You know what? They weren't afraid to shoot three. They weren't. They weren't. They weren't afraid to uh, try to go in the hole, and and if they get blocked, they get blocked. But you have to try. And today, offensively, um, I was impressed. Good stuff, Adrian. Hey, I, I really appreciate it, man. Good good phone call. I appreciate your takes, uh, and I appreciate your enthusiasm here as, as we continue on the show. Uh, let's keep it moving on the program. Our telephone number is 915-505-6009. We're, what we'll do is we're going to pause 10, uh, 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar at the Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Right back in action here, Sal Montes, Adrian Bratis, as we continue. Uh, Pinky tweets the show at tonight's UTEP basketball game. I met UTEP President Heather Wilson, <laughs> two U.S. Air Force veterans and minor fans. Thank you for your service, Pinky. Uh, loved your hoodie today, by the way. Um, I, I rock that hoodie a lot. Uh, your hoodie looks way nicer than mine. Mine is definitely my national championship hoodie is uh, faded right now. King Eric tweets the show. Haven't heard from King Eric over the phones in a while, but uh, he is always uh, on top of it on Twitter. Let's go with King Eric. Finally, I think someone other than Hardy is stepping up and scoring. This was a great game in terms of balanced scoring and playing great defense. If they can do this against FAU, they may have a chance of winning. Hey, Eric, I'm going to tell you this. If UTEP does this against anybody... They have a chance of winning, and the way that they, the recipe to success, and the way that they played tonight was amazing. I mean, you know, it's not nothing short of amazing. They shot fifty-seven percent from the floor. They caused sixteen turnovers. They never uh, really looked back in this game. They led for thirty-seven minutes, and I know there were four lead changes early on, but uh, Miners had complete control, and it was largely due to what they did in the second half. Yeah, because uh, the ball's moving around, and guys are able to. I don't want to say pick their spots as if it's easy, but it, w- it was really fluid today. They were able to to kind of just feed off of each other's energy and, and movement. So it was a lot more balanced today. I mean, just looking at these numbers here, everybody who scored um, was halfway to double digits. Uh, and that's kind of being generous. I just want to make something up. But um, Lemu scored five points. It's halfway to ten. But we look at Solomon. We look at Frazier, Givens, and Sibley. All in double digits, Hardy at 7, Onyema at 6, Dosanjos at um, at 6 as well, and McKinney at 7. So you're getting a good balanced scoring attack there. Also, too, 32 for 56 um, in general when it came to shooting the ball. That's uh, 57% right there. Really, really good job of taking advantage of those offensive opportunities because that's where they've been struggling at times this year on offense is shots not going in and, and trying to find some form of um, of, you know, points in in any matter free throws whatever doesn't matter here tonight they were able to pass the ball around and and guys got good looks yeah I thought they had really good looks and I also like the fact that UTEP attacked the hoop uh they they had a lot of offensive sets I would say the creativity has really been on display by the UTEP coaching staff on offense I mean we've seen a lot of variety when it comes to their offensive sets their different play calls yeah. and stuff like that and uh it's been really it's really been really important to watch so uh that's a really cool thing to see hey Jason Craig just uh stepped in the studios the official DJ for UTEP athletics we'll mic him up we'll get him set in, in the studio here in just a little bit as he wrapped up uh, another terrific um, you know game at UTEP. I actually have a DJ question for you, Jason, so it's perfect timing. We already had a tweet come in for you, uh, not for you uh, specifically, but I guess it's a, about an old UTEP tradition that maybe you are aware of, maybe you're not aware of. I'm not sure, um, but we'll, we'll ask it to you anyways. Joe Woodward or Woodyard tweets the show. Did I really hear the na na hey hey goodbye chant at the end of the game and not amen? Can we not plug back into these traditions? Hashtag men of minds, hashtag minor talk. Do you know what they're talking about? I have no idea. I've never even heard that. I know. Hey, welcome to the show. Hey, hi. <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> Sal, how you doing, dude? What's up, JC? Oh, man. Um, no, I, from the time that I started, it's always been start the bus. 
Okay. And then na 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 goodbye. That's. The, I want to know the, the Amen chant. If somebody yeah. if somebody's uh, old enough to talk to us about the Amen chant, give us a call, 915-505-6009. But you have to do uh, one of those. You have to actually tell us uh, the chant here on the radio. So that, that has to be the case. Uh, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Jason, your thoughts. Welcome aboard. Welcome to Minor Talk. Your thoughts after a huge UTEP win tonight. Oh, man. Um, I mean... It, it, I thought at the beginning it was going to be kind of like back and forth, but um, now they they really did that. Sixty five percent from the from free throw that's always good. And remember we were talking uh, before about if you're shooting, um, if you're playing the way aggressively as as UTEP played today, and you're shooting above sixty five percent on the free throws, you'll probably win that game. And so they did that, and uh, yeah, so that, that that's a good thing. Um, yeah. And then, in my from my perspective, um, I know we got into uh, what was it uh, Arturo Dean number four? Okay, uh, we got into his head. We got into his head pretty uh, pretty bad. So um, he looked like he was about to heat up, and then once we got into his head, <laughs> it was over. He wasn't making anything. Oh, really? So, yeah, he. I think he ended up with seven points. Were they just really yeah. frustrated throughout the night, Jason? Um. I don't know. They it just seemed like they made small mistakes over there. So, okay. On, on you know FIU side. So, uh, but you know they, uh, UTEP was capitalizing on every little mistake that they made. Like, I agree. They it, they just took it and were like, oh, you want to? Okay, we'll get it. It and over here, Jason. Too, I have a quick question because a lot of people talk about how the crowd can make a difference, and as as. Um, I don't want to say poorly attended, as uh, average attended as it was today. Um, you could tell that the crowd got into it at times. But Saturday, 24th ranked team in the nation, how much of a difference? You being there in the crowd, mm-hmm. uh, a big reason why they cheer. Let, let's all be real here. But for them to have a visiting team ranked 24th in the nation, how can that boost um, You know, basically the energy? Because you just mentioned how the crowd got into the head of, uh, of Dean. What about uh, the 24th ranked Owls on Saturday? You have we have to we have to pack the, we have to pack the dawn we have to do it and if you are uh, any type of uh, mind like you have to get into the team's head if you're sitting right behind them you can't don't curse at them <laughs> I, I, don't don't do that you know that's just too much um, yeah. but you kind of got to get into their head and find the the weakest one and then just start nagging them like yeah. continue because it's gonna feed off. That player, or you know, is going to distract the bench, and then or, it just become a distraction in a in a sense, so that they're not focusing. The coaches are all distracted, and then it affects the game. Like, yeah, it really does. I can see that totally, Jason. Nice. I, I feel like for uh, all these different crowds that we've seen this year, we haven't really seen. A crowd that just kind of goes insane, like a crowd that's just up and at it, like high energy all game. And you look at the New Mexico State game, that was the first game, Um, a lot of people at that one, but it wasn't that crazy of a crowd. I felt like the crowd was more timid and and also a little worried and also anxious. Yeah, Yeah. anxious and tense also. Uh, This Saturday, it's not about being tense, it's about making the other team feel tense and the other, giving that other team kind of that home field you know home court advantage that the miners can really possess if they really pack the dawn in a, in a positive way with um you know el paso is known to be the the loudest city in the world you know i don't know if you've heard that but it's been i have been it's been called the loudest city in the world just because <laughs> we give so much passion back right like when uh djs come from out of town like we're just screaming at the top of our lungs. We have bands and stuff like that. We're just very loud so that that band or that artist can feel the energy that we're giving to them, and they give it right back. So if we do that with our our sports teams, you know, with especially Saturday, and we're just loud. It's a complete distraction for FAU. They're not going to know how to react to that. They're going to be screaming. Just and and you got, we got to bring that type of noise uh, into the dock. Well, especially knowing Florida Atlantic has a lot of continuity, right? All right, if we're going to start previewing this game real quick, this matchup, just something that we can say. Uh, we've talked about the stat minutes continuity on this show a lot, and just for reference, UTEP's minute continuity from last year to this year is not high whatsoever. No surprise, ten newcomers, only three returning players. Uh, they ranked three hundred and thirty-seven in the country. In 
in minutes continuity going into this year. Not a lot of experience and not a lot of uh, continuity from the, the roster of last year. Now, Florida Atlantic on the other end, they are 21st in the country in minutes continuity, bringing almost everybody back. I mean, these are all familiar names. If you're a UTEP basketball fan and you've watched the Miners go up against the Owls, uh, Golden, the big man, the seven foot one guy, he's familiar. Michael Forrest, uh, you remember that name, definitely. Brian Greenlee, definitely remember that name if you're a UTEP fan. There are so many players on this roster, top to bottom, uh, that have a lot of familiarity. Uh, this FAU team comes in with the nation's second longest active win streak at 17 overall. They are a top 60 defense in the country. By the way, UTEP is a top 50 defense in the country, uh, which is very interesting in itself. But FAU is a top 30 offense. So, I mean, it's going to be a, a team that is definitely the best team UTEP has faced all year long with the exception of Texas and maybe, uh, I mean, probably that's about it right there. That's probably where it ends. It's probably just Texas as far as the other best opponent UTEP's face, but uh, I'm just really excited for Saturday's matchup, and uh, I, I definitely can't wait. Let's go back to the phone lines right now, or let's welcome on Hunter, 915-505-6009. Hunter, good evening. What's going on, my friend? What's going on, man? How are you guys doing? Doing well, Hunter. What about you? Uh, not too bad, man. Game looks a lot better when the ball goes through the net, huh? That's uh, that's definitely right, Hunter. I mean, fifty-seven percent from the floor. Still can't hit the f- the free throws, though, right? You know, they were better. They're a little uh, bit better, yeah. But uh, I mean, nothing really's changed. This team, they they work hard. They battle. Uh, they limited the turnovers and. Uh, they're going to be in every game. It just it looked pretty today because the ball happened to fall. I mean, and you can see it, man. Uh, like even and, and Sibley had a, a a good game. He didn't have a great game, but you could just see it from the get go. Like uh, he don't look like he's got cement shoes anymore. You know, uh, <laughs> I don't know if, of last last game kind of said, okay, we got this, and 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 they're good now. They don't need a sports psychologist anymore. But, I like uh, that. I like they don't need the sports psychologist to help them snap out of the the free throw run. There was their fog, you know. I, he was getting the most. That's why all these guys that were against, they're off the golden bandwagon. I'm like, the guy showed the whole time he can coach. There, there's there's no issue with that. Uh, you know, I, I'm not too optimistic about the crowd Saturday, and, and like you guys, you can't just generate excitement over the course of a week. <laughs> it, it doesn't happen. Uh, Especially when you've had a letdown of a year, just you know, El Paso fans, it's uh, it's uh, unless you're giving away half the arena, they're not going to come in for any other reason. And even so, that, I mean, you can you can uh, tell everybody uh, about this game. You can give those tickets away, and still, people would find excuses not to go. So you're right. Well, there's no excitement around the program. You don't generate it being beating FIU and uh, and Charlotte. Uh, after what's happened, it's just and then you got the Giants Eagles game that night. I know everybody here is a Cowboys fan. It's still a big time game. So if they get six thousand, hey, great. Uh, just you know, those of us that are there, you know, be loud, support, and, and six thousand still more than any other arena's gotten. Uh, that's not UTEP in this conference. Yeah, that's, uh, that's very true. Something. That's that's sad, yeah. right? Well, I'll tell you what's sad, Adrian. How do you guys not know the Amen chat chant? I'm I'm not old enough, my friend. Not old enough. Come on, man. You watched old games. Yeah. I are we talking A man? A man. Is it that yeah. one? Is it is it that that's, chant? That's the chant. Okay. All right. Okay. That's that's a that's an excellent chant. Jason, we'll we'll get that going, right? And yeah, well, to it was actually the pet band that used to start it, man. Uh so uh, you know, when it would get to that time of the game, the pet band would start it by playing it. And uh, and everybody would just join in. Uh, um, I'm getting crushed. Hey, Hunter. I'm by the way. I'm getting crushed on Twitter right now for not knowing the a- Amen chant off the bat. So uh, I-, I think you had to spark me a little bit. You said Amen in a certain way, and I was like, wait a second. I think I've heard this before. Uh, I don't know where, but uh, I'm glad that uh, you helped me refresh my memory. <laughs> hey, man. Worst things in life, but yeah, the band used to start it though, and. Uh... And, uh, I mean, it was a cool tradition, I thought. I mean, there was a bunch of old traditions. that uh, They just stopped. And who, who, I remember some that we had in the 90s forever. And uh, I don't know. Just, I guess they go out with the times. But, 
you know, we also stopped winning, so that didn't that didn't help either. But uh, there's no doubt it's going to be a good game Saturday. Whoever goes is going to be in for a treat. You know, whether they win or not, it's a different story. But they're going to battle. They battled all year, and they're going to give it everything they got. Golden's going to coach his heart out, and it'll be entertaining. Your thoughts on Givens, man? He's played well over the last month. He's the best player on the court uh, by far. He's uh, he's too quick for just about any other guard I've seen guard him. His, his first step is is just amazingly quick. And uh, he creates havoc, man. Even when they press, he breaks it without without much, you know, much of anything. You know, he's in there. He, he's too quick for everybody. And the same thing applies on defense. Uh, he, there's Nobody's going to blow by him with a first step. And uh, he's playing with confidence, man. He's, he's a leader. Uh, I, I hate that we only get him for one year. He's he, he's a baller, and like I said last time, we got we got maybe two that are just ballers. I, I liked what uh, Otis Frazier came in yeah. aggressive, and I think that's been his biggest uh, uh, you know thing that's held him back is he's just not aggressive enough, man. He's got the talent, he knows how to play ball. Get after it, man. You're better than the guy across from you. You, you know, I, I think the biggest problem is a lot of these kids don't play street ball anymore. So they don't go with that that mentality where that pride where you know I'm better than the guy across from from me and I'm going to show it. You know, they don't have the street mentality. Yeah, I like do you play pickup anymore? Do these guys play pickup? Are they playing pickup back home and stuff like no, that? It, I feel for some of these guys it, it might well it's in, it's interesting you bring that up. I I've I haven't thought about that when when kind of dissecting this team. It's all AAU ball nowadays and you know, I think uh Kansas State's got a guy that grew up in Harlem that uh, didn't get any scholarship offer. He's their starting point guard, and he's—I mean—he's just a baller. And and uh, and you, you come with a different mentality, and, and none of these kids have it. The, the '80s UTEP teams—they brought them in from Chicago and New York and in the streets, and 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 they had that mentality where I'm going to take it to the guy across from me. And if Frazier would bring that mentality, he'd score double digits every game, man. So. Uh, I think Givens is at a good place. Solomon's really just, he's kind of cut down on the sloppiness and kept everything else. And, and I mean, that guy, that guy, that, that guy stepped it up a, a, a whole lot. So I look forward to Saturday, man. It should be fun. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun, Hunter. Hey, I really appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show, and uh, we'll see you there Saturday. We'll see how it goes. Uh, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. I'll turn it to you guys, um, and I'll, I'll play this before I turn it to you guys because uh, this definitely needs to get played. Uh, here we go. Oh man! Actually, uh, having some sound difficulties. I had the I had the Amen chant ready to go, and uh, unfortunately could not you, get it up and going. You so. know what? If it's a link, just send it to my Gmail. Okay, I'll load it up. I, back all right, in. I appreciate that, Sal. Um, I, maybe maybe we're getting an Amen chant here close to the end. Still up seventy-six to sixty-two. Incredible! They're going to enjoy this victory. The rest of the tonight, and then tomorrow, they have to start looking towards Ohio State in the Sun Bowl tournament. They will practice tomorrow at 9.30. Practicing every day this week. Yeah, you can kind of hear it in the background, definitely. This is Georgetown, UTEP, uh, December 1985. You can hear it kind of in the background, uh, and that's what they said. All right, so it's basically amen, amen. we got to get this down, Jason. Maybe we'll work with the pep, pre, uh, the Look, pep I already, I already sent a message to see what's going on. I'm like, yo, what's this uh, amen chant? You guys got to get this going. Yeah, I like that. Let's do it. Um, uh, let's go with more tweets to get to here on the show. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Joe Chacon, of course. Great win. Always good to see Coach Golding be so passionate each game. Give me half of that energy, and I'm good for a day. On that note, got to work in the morning. This will be a good night. Hashtag repping from Colorado now. Hashtag happy sleep. Hashtag minor ink crew. Um, this coming in from uh, Joe Chacon. How on earth do you not know the amen chant at the end of the game? 80s and early 90s when the Miners had the, the win in the bag, the band would play it. Lord help us if I call in and have to sing it to you. Hashtag you are keeping me up with a great show. Hashtag it's Mimi's time. Look, can I be honest? Yes. I was born in the 80s. I didn't live in El Paso. Were you... 
You were born in the 90s, right? Yeah, late 90s. Sal? 91. Okay, so no. <laughs> we don't know. We missed it. it. You know? It's funny because he, he said they would do that when the game was in the bag. Well, it hasn't been like that a lot lately <laughs> since then. So so we yeah. just the, the new thing is you pull your keys out, you start the bus, and then you send them on their way. Yeah, the start the bus chant is always pretty solid. So I, I like that. It's it's a good, uh, uh, what, what is it, consolation chant for this uh, argument right here. Ice Cubillos tweets the show, the amen chant was from the 80s. At the end of the game, amen, amen, amen. That's what he writes. It was gone by my freshman year in 1991. The current students were at least 12 years from being born, so it's not coming back. It's about as dead as NMSU's 2023 season. Uh, and by the way, Cesar Cubillos with a great meme of uh, Owen Wilson and then Owen Seven talking about NMSU basketball being Owen Seven. In uh, in in um, whack play to start yeah. things off. Uh, this is a tweet from Jeff Goodman. What does Jeff Goodman have against New Mexico State? This is what he wrote today. By the way, Jeff Goodman, uh, college basketball analyst, uh, national analyst, and one of the best in the business. New Mexico State just got run at South Utah or Southern Utah. They are now zero and seven in whack play. It might be time for athletic director Mario Mocha to admit that Greg Heyer was the wrong hire even less than a year into his tenure. Was a baffling hire to begin with. Aggies have been a beep show on and off the court. Wow. Uh, that's a harsh tweet right there. Uh, 0-7 in, in whack play, Sal. Uh, the yeah. Aggies are just bad right now. Yeah, and it's... um. It's surprising, according to the tradition, right? That that's taken place over the last decade or so. It's definitely not uh, not Aggie basketball like their bread and butter is their basketball team. And when you're zero and seven, I know the the whack is not the toughest league. It's 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 no pushover. Don't get me wrong. Uh, there's still some solid squads there, but. Oh, and seven. I know. That's uh, that's atrocious, man. Yeah, I mean, Xavier Pinson's, uh, they have way too talented they of a team. They have too talented of a, of yeah, a roster. To be, yeah, to be like this. And Xavier Pinson's an absolute baller. But Deshondre Washington, um, I, okay, I don't want to speculate. I don't want to say anything, but I'm just putting two and two together, okay? UTEP recruited Deshondre Washington mm. before the season. If he were to enter the portal, I'd be curious if UTEP were to try to go after him again and lure him over here. Hey, they got Mario yeah. McKinney in the past. Uh, that's a transfer from NMSU to UTEP. I'd be curious to see if UTEP tries to get uh, Deshondre Washington. I have no zero, absolutely zero insight on this. I'm just saying previously UTEP recruited him before he committed to NMSU. Um, he is probably their second best player, arguably maybe third or fourth. Uh, but still, six foot seven. He's a junior. I think he still has two years of eligibility because he didn't play last year. Uh, but that would be an interesting name to just keep an eye on, Deshondre. Washington. Yeah, and and you know what, too, Adrian, year in and year out, we see players, and I, I can't think of the names for sure, but I know this happened with um, with Coach Baker recently um, on the women's basketball team. Year in and year out, there's players who are returning. Um, I don't want to say returning, but they're they're going to the school where they initially wanted to go to first later on in their career. Near uh, you know with that transfer portal, so I, I can't remember the. It was a women's basketball player either last year or a couple years yeah. ago. You know who I'm talking about, um, I, and I can't remember the name right now. But that happened, so I wouldn't be surprised if it does. But also, too, same concept for any player anywhere else. Let's say Washington is is looking at you know the schools that recruited him, and he picks one of those schools as well. There's uh, just because a player doesn't go to your school doesn't mean that the that the love should be lost. Uh, Do, uh, Domino Fernandez tweets the show, great win for the Miners. I listened to the game at work, and I couldn't be happier. Let's beat the number 24 Owls at 600 ESPN El Paso. And he's got his UTEP gear at work. So big shout-out to Domino Fernandez, 915 Domino, who tweeted the show uh, here earlier today. Um, our telephone number, 915-505-6009, as we continue here on the show. Kind of winding things down, I want I want to say this. We're going to say, most of our stuff 
for Saturday. That's the big one. That's the big game uh, for the Miners. What we're going to do next is we're going to take a timeout. We're going to look at uh, Florida Atlantic a little bit more in depth. We're going to also talk a little other storylines around this game. If you want to duck in a late call, now is definitely t- the time to do it. We have phone lines available at 915-505-6009. As Miner Talk continues, we're presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. Awards, more tweets, and more phone calls coming up next right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back. Minor Talk continues. Special thanks to Jason Craig making a stop here at our uh, studios. Special thanks to Sal Montes producing the show, screening your calls, uh, tweeting the show as well, and uh, always riding with us here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Miners win 81-61. We're winding things down on the show. If you want to uh, duck in a late call, now is the time to do it. 915-505-6009. Assistant coach Earl Boykins tweets, Big time win tonight, protecting home court, Minor Nation. Great to get two in a row. Need to pack the dawn on Saturday and feel that home court advantage. Go Miners picks up from Earl Boykins on Twitter. That's uh, that's coming from the UTEP assistant coach. A couple other storylines to get to. No Jamal Sumlin on the bench. Um, they he he actually had a death in the family, uh, according to his Instagram post. Definitely want to uh, be sensitive about this subject and know that he's going through a lot. So seems like he's away. He's a redshirt uh, freshman, anyways. Not not playing during the stretch, but I really feel for him. I, I know it was somebody very close to him, and uh, wish nothing but the best for Jamal Sumlin. Next time you see him on the bench or anything like that, wish him well. Uh, young kid, I mean, 18, 19 years old, already far, far mature and beyond his age. Um, just an excellent kid, and he's, he's, he has a child himself back at home, and so uh, feel for that guy. I really like Jamal Sumlin as a person. Uh, also, Malik Zachary back in the mix. He was seen on the bench today in street clothes wearing an awesome Texas Western Letterman, and uh, he's back in the mix. He was away for personal reasons. Uh, Miners supported him 100%, and it would be interesting to see if he uh, finds his way back into a rotation role on this group, but it'll take some time. He'll, he'll need to get into – uh, proper game shape uh, and try to work his way back into a backup role. Uh, speaking of backup role, really like what Carlos Lemos does for the Miners off the bench. I mean, you might not see him make the splash shot all the time, although today he did have a three-pointer that looked really nice, uh, but I, I just think he brings a lot to the table. He uh, he provides some solid defense at times. I think he gets lost at times or he's not able to guard players off the dribble at times, and he does turn the ball over, but he does provide a spark that UTEP kind of needs a little bit more depth in, which is their backcourt. They've got McKinney off the bench. They just needed somebody else, and Lemos is filling that role pretty nicely right now during uh, a recent stretch. A couple other tweets to get to. Uh, This coming from Milkman. Hell of a win tonight. UTEP, the Miners are are uh, gelling, baby. All of El Paso needs to get out and fill the dawn on Saturday for nationally ranked FAU coming in. Hashtag Miner Talk. That is Texan till I die at UTEP Milkman, who is tweeting the show. Um, also want to talk another storyline. UTEP football signee Tyrone McDuffie III was in the house tonight. He was supporting uh, his future UTEP basketball team. Well, he's actually a football player, obviously, but he's supporting his future minors, I should say. And uh, for McDuffie, man, this guy's all smiles. He's wearing his Parkland hoodie. He's, uh, you know, just excited to be a UTEP minor. That's the kind of like enthusiasm and emotion and spirit that people always root for, right? Like he was talking to fans after the game, taking pictures and stuff like that. Tyrone McDuffie, six foot three, great person, uh, great personality, great family as well, and uh, excellent signing for UTEP football. He's definitely a name that I, I'm I'm going to be watching for years to come. And you know what, too, in a way, I know that uh, Colorado was the initial selection. That's a, that's a Pac-12 offer. Come on now, that you got to respect oh, yeah. that. But um, in terms of um, of the fit for UTEP, I think uh, with with the Dana Dimmel type offense, right? You need those um, you need those big hogs up front. That's the kind of guy that you want in your roster. So UTEP being um, the beneficiaries of. Um, you know, of uh, leaving Colorado, you you got to make the most of it. If you're UTEP, that's a big time talent. And um, another thing too, Adrian, I, I don't know if this is the case, but did they wear their their Texas Western jerseys tonight? Yes, they did. Good point. Two game win streak. Mm. They wore Texas Western jerseys against Charlotte on MLK uh, Junior Day, 
And I'm looking at the schedule here. It's TWC night on the 24th. So are they going Texas Western jerseys the rest of the season? Wow. Do they have a, wow. Do they have an away Texas Western, like a dark? They no, have the they white. don't. They don't. Okay, so in that case, I mean, I don't know. But, Maybe at home. Hey, figure that out, UTEP. <laughs> That's a great call, Sal. I'm I'm definitely going to be looking out for that. Uh, wow, I'm I'm very impressed by the fact that you caught that. That's excellent stuff, Sal. Texas Western jerseys could be maybe a little bit of a a nice good luck charm for this UTEP team off a two game win streak. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Okay, I like it. The great Michael Scott. (laughs) Shout out the office. Uh, Robert Ukidi tweets the show that Otis Frazier dunk with the eye emoji. Dude, that was awesome. I mean, that posterized dunk, alley-oop, nice throw by Shamar Givens, and then uh, Otis Frazier slamming it down for a dunk. He could de- he did not convert the and-one free throw, though. If he did convert the free throw, uh, put that on SportsCenter Top 10. But the fact that you can't convert the and-one, uh, I'll dock you some points there for some uh, some splash and some spark. Uh, but nonetheless, good stuff there by Otis Frazier. Great game by him. Speaking of great game by him, let's get to some awards and let's talk about our hot hand of the game. It's Otis Frazier. 15 points on 6 of 6 from the field today. Uh, 6 rebounds for him in 25 minutes of action. Otis Frazier, Sal, was just outstanding in this one. And uh, that is our hot hand of the game brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. They remind you to stay on schedule with Wind Supply El Paso. They, uh, home builders, make them the trusted HVAC supplier. And uh, rely on their 50 years of service. That's Wind Supply El Paso. And check them out online, Wind Supply El Paso. Com. Otis Frazier, Sal, really coming into form and uh, really showing this UTEP team what he could bring to the table. How yeah. did he never get minutes at George Mason? He never came off the bench, it seemed like, at George Mason. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either, but it, it's it's a way, uh, it's a funny way that things work out because we look at some of these other uh, minors who have left the program to transfer out, and they say, how did this guy never get minutes at UTEP? So uh, I think another part of it is probably maturity and, and learning the game and maybe being part of a of a system that that helps you benefit more out of it than than the previous ones. So I, I think it's just him being in the right place at the right time too. Again, our hot hand of the game, Otis Frazier the third, fifteen points, six rebounds today, six of six, perfect from uh, shooting today. Uh, now let's go over to our player of the game. Not a hard selection. Shamar Givens. Shams. Uh, 15 points, 10 assists, another double-double for him. Also contributes with the steal. Only two turnovers to 10 assists, 33 minutes of action, and he was UTEP's most efficient player at plus 24. Shamar Givens, man. What a performance by him. It's uh, no doubt in my mind he is the player of the game. And that's brought to you by Keith Southwest. They are the industry leaders in precision metal stamping since 1958. Uh, Get in touch with Keith Southwest today at KeatsMFG.com. That's KeatsMFG.com. Sal, it's time to turn the page. Yep. It's time to look at Florida Atlantic. This is a team who has the nation's second longest active win streak at 17 straight wins in a row. They are number one in the conference for offensive efficiency. They are number two in the conference in uh, in free throw percentage. They are number four in the league in two-point percentage. They are not the best in three-point percentage, but neither, neither are the minors. Defensively, the Owls are second. Second overall inefficiency. Who's number one? UTEP, um, which is really interesting to look at. Uh, this Florida Atlantic team just came off an 83-64 road victory against UTSA. They had no trouble with Western Kentucky, who they beat 76-62. So before we get really excited about this game for Florida Atlantic, just understand what's coming into town. A team that beat North Texas recently 66-62. That's their closest margin of uh, victory of as of late. I don't know. It's going to take a perfect game for the Miners in order to win this one. Uh, but I'll tell you this for sure. I, I have one guarantee. I know this will be a great game, and I know this is going to be a close one if the Miners play the, the the way that they did today. You know what? They have a chance. As long as they, they play solid defense, uh, they're going to be in that area. I say this all the damn time, but it's true. They, they can... They can find themselves in the game. 
It's all about closing the deal, but they are a beatable team. Just like UTEP, they've played a number of close games in Conference USA. You mentioned the 66-62 uh, to 62 win over North Texas. That was on the heels of a 77-73 to 73 win against uh, the team that the Miners just blasted by 20 points. That one mm. went to overtime, 77-73. That came right after a 71-67 to 67 game against Charlotte, who the Miners beat which came right after, guess what, an 88-86 to 86 win um, against UAB, which was, guess what, a win right after a close game against North Texas, 50-46. to 46. So they've had their fair share of close games. They are experienced in closing it out, but that doesn't mean that they can't be in the game because if you're going to tell me North Texas was in a tight game with them, UAB was in a tight game with them, Charlotte, Florida International, those teams were in tight games with them, UTEP can be in a tight game with them. It's just a matter of, of sealing the deal and um, doing things right the first time. All right, I'm going to do something we don't typically do. Do it. I'll ask you for a prediction. Oh, man. Are you ready to do it yet, or do you need time? Do you need a, a, a second? You know what? I did it against uh, UAB. I called a win, and, you know, they almost did it. It went to, what, double overtime, I think? Yes. You go first. I think UTEP wins. I, okay. I do. I think that they win three in a row, and uh, I think it sets them up positively going into a very tough stretch that the Miners have, which are three road games at North Texas, at Middle Tennessee, mm-hmm. at Western Kentucky over the next two weeks. They need this win tomorrow at home. I don't care if it's Florida Atlantic. I don't care if it's North Texas or if it's Texas. True. I don't care who it is. This is a game UTEP needs to win. I'm taking the Miners at home in a tight one, tight, tight game. What about you, Sal? You know what? I want to say yes, but I oh. and I don't want to say no. Okay, I think they'll <laughs> I think they'll split with the Owls, but they do play again later on uh, in the season. That's right, over there at Boca on um, on February twenty fifth. So I guess just north of a month from now. Um, you know what? Count me in. All right, we're we're, gonna we're riding it. it. We're riding the momentum. We're ri- we're drinking the Kool Aid. We're riding the excitement. <laughs> Uh, And I think that's a pretty fitting way for us to wrap things up here on the show. We're ready for Saturday. We'll be back in action. Minor talk is at at it. Uh, Cesar Cubillos with one final tweet before we sign off. We have free 915 caps. Wait, Cesar, save me some of those. Free 915. Save Sal one of those too, please. Cesar, uh, we're begging you. Those 915 caps are sweet. Uh, Okay, let me read the rest of his tweet. Okay, He said, we have free 915 caps as well as Croc Charms. Actually, Sal might want Croc Charms more than a 915 cap. (laughs) Uh, And rally towels for students who sign up for the Spirit Crew at the game. There's lots of free giveaways that we've been pitching all year, hoping to see a solid section heckling the FAU bench. Hashtag Minor Talk. Hashtag UTEP Spirit Crew at UTEP Men's Basketball. Great job by the Spirit Crew, by the way. Great job all season long. Love the incentives that you guys are providing. and uh, I'm, I'm happy you mentioned that, Caesar. Happy we could also say it here on the show. Um, that'll do it for us here on, on the program. Until Saturday, UTEP defeats Florida International 81-61. I'm Adrian Broadus. He's Sal Montes. We're signing off tonight thanks to the Oscar Arieta Agency, the presenting sponsor here on Minor Talk. If you missed any of the show, we'll have a podcast for you here wherever you get your podcast on demand. Uh, that'll do it for us here on the show. Thanks to the Oscar Eddie at the agency. We'll be back on Saturday right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.